And we're live. Hooray. We did it. We've done it. Finally. See, Sean, we don't need you. <laughs> yeah. We, oh, I did. It's a beautiful picture. You picked him, Sean. <laughs> it's one he took himself well. Oh, my God. Yeah, he just, look, he just looks exasperated. That's so good. It's like, ugh. Skype. Isn't the one Skype took of him. Brought to you by Skype. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. But, like I said, we don't need Sean to do a podcast. We're strong, independent po uh, podcasters. And don't we don't need, need no man. We don't need no white man. We don't need no manager. <laughs> Although, it's going to be kind of a mess without him, to be frank. Oh, man, we're going to troll each other so hard. It's going to be great. It always is a mess. <laughs> uh, starting with, I don't have, like, an... Oh, I have an opening thing to talk about. I'm pissed off because I'm supposed to get a Wii U tablet charger, and they gave me the wrong cord. I was saying, so you're I starting have... off by trash-talking. I'm not going to mention the name because I actually like the place I bought it from generally, but uh, I'm pretty, pretty upset. I was actually excited to plug the Wii U in again tonight, but woe is me. I'll just have to go back to all these other great video games on the Switch and the PlayStation 4. No, I not allowed. <laughs> yeah, Gotta exactly. play that Wii U. You never know when it's just going to stop working. I'm going to be real with you, getting the Wii U all set up again, I'm excited to actually maybe play some more uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Oh, wow. And get back into that a little bit. Even though it's just, like, stupid Persona. <laughs> like, it's like a dumb man's Persona. It's real fun, though. So, I don't know. <laughs> I, guess, I think that's okay. As long as you yeah. come to terms with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have come to terms with it, and I've come to terms with that. This is the top-down perspective. Nice! Smooth! <laughs> smooth glide. Yeah, Astro Glide. It is September 21st, 2018. I am Paul. I'm John. All right. Uh, train wreck already. Yeah, but, it's, uh, it's, it's fine. I'm going to just start with what I've been playing, because the stuff I've been playing, I don't have a whole lot to say about, necessarily. And then the big thing we'll talk about, we share and comment anyway. Alright. Um, so I've been playing Dying Light Bad Blood, which people who were paying attention to E3 might remember is that Battle Royale thing that the Dying Light people did. <laughs> why? I mean, I know why, but why? So so it's super fun. It's 12 player battle royale with a PVE thing where the idea is, is that there's hives and clusters of like zombies and infected people or whatever. Uh, you're supposed to clear the hives out to get the blood or research points or whatever the fuck you're doing to it. And when somebody finally has, I think it's 1500 or 15,000 points or blood or whatever, the helicopter gets called in, and you all battle to the death. Because there's only one spot on the helicopter back home, and you can, like, kill each other while you're doing the PvE part and, like, steal each other's points and all that sort of stuff. So it leads to some, like, really high intent, like, very intense, fast-moving battle royale stuff with zombies in it. And I think it's really cool because it's small. It's just a small, enclosed, like, 10-minute, 15-minute battle of just, like, shit flying off the handle the whole time. And it's pretty satisfying. 
in that way. You're not like hiding in a corner with a gun waiting to be one of the last three in a closing circle. You have to just keep moving around and killing zombies and getting points and killing each other or backstabbing dudes who are trying to take a hive from you or whatever and then taking their shit. And yeah, it's really cool. Um, it is going to be a free to play thing. But if you want to play it now, they're doing a Founders Pack thing for early access for 20 bucks, And I just went into that because I was really excited and I like Dying Light, so I wanted to support those devs anyway. Uh, but I'd like, I would be totally remiss if I didn't say just wait for it to be free, for sure. But that's something people should check out. Uh, the bigger so, thing for, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, so what's the big, like, how does this feel compared to the original game? Like, I know you played through Dying Light. It's so. the original game. Like, it's the exact same where you're doing vaulting over shit. Uh, it's very melee based. It feels like a good version of the culling or like if they hadn't wasted so much time trying to make the culling two, which was just a rip, like a bad version of H1Z1. And, like, just worked on what the Culling 1 was, it would probably be this. So, it's very melee-focused, and, like, the way that you just add modifications to weapons just on the spot to make your bat now have a bleed on it, which is basically you just driving fucking nails through it so that when you hit people with it, they bleed. Mm. Or, like... Or you make your sword like a shock sword, which is basically just attaching, like, a battery or power source to it. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah it's real cool and it's instant like you just click the button and you just apply it right away to whatever weapon you're holding so they don't they don't want to slow you down at all and i think that's probably the thing i think is what they that's probably the thing i think they do good in this that maybe the original game was a little slower on because they expected you to craft things and like grind for stuff because it was a bigger thing right this is just like a small little free-to-play thing but I think it kind of works better that way in that regard because then you can try different like styles out and whatnot I think it's real cool and for people that like dying light at all you'll just feel right at home being able to like jump from rooftop to rooftop or like grab onto like fences and vault over them to get away from people or whatever but yeah it's the exact same engine it plays the exact same as dying light well, that's good to hear yeah, it's cool. In, like, a smaller area of the map, of course, not I'm, just a I'm giant I'm still surprised city. they're doing it as a free-to-play update, though. Isn't Dying Light at this point two years old at least? Uh, Yes, but they're working on Dying Light 2, remember? Oh, right. That's why. So this is just a little thing that they're doing for... Probably, honestly, for PR, for their new game. Get people excited about the franchise again. Not a bad idea. And, uh a good reason to boot that thing up when it comes out but uh as again as of right now it's 20 bucks if that sounds like your bag it's probably worth the 20 dollars for you i've gotten 20 dollars worth of play out of it already in a way that even though i've had uh pubg since that came out for 35 dollars i probably haven't gotten 35 dollars worth out of pubg so take that for what it's worth i guess uh yesterday I saw a throwaway tweet from Sean saying that Risk of Rain was on the Switch, and I got excited and played it literally all night last night. <laughs> so, Risk of Rain was one of my favorite uh, roguelike games for a while, and it's actually one of the first things Sean and I did together that wasn't like a group thing, like going to PAX or like doing a podcast with some other people. It was like the thing, the first thing he and I would like sit down and 
chat and play a game together and stream it or whatever back like five years ago when we would do the Risk of Rain Daily Challenge, um, where we would just see how far we could get on one life, basically, every night. And uh, we ended up, like, beating the game, unlocking everything and all that sort of stuff. And I think it was, like, 20 episodes, essentially. And, yeah, it was real cool. That game holds a special place in my heart just because the music is fucking amazing and makes that experience so much more worth having than if it didn't have, like any good music at all but um i forgot how intense it can be i forgot like how you are consistently the more time you spend in a playing and in a level it gets harder and harder and things are harder to kill they have more health and they hit harder and they spawn more of them so like you can be kind of slow and methodical and get a lot of power-ups and try to build a very strong run but if you don't get something strong and you're not being fast about it, you're just going to get overrun and just, like, absolutely murdered before you make any progress. And There's a weird balancing act that game has where it can feel very unfair or, like, really, really good in your favor. And there's something about that I like, and I don't know why. <laughs> I think it's the same reason I like Isaac, where it's like, you can play very very good but at a certain point if you don't have certain things you're fucked like this is just not going to go in your favor and that's just the way life is man that's just the way life is since they re-released it did they add more items did they open up the pool of items a bit unfortunately or you, or no where we can't t- oh all right. it's very it's that port it is that game again which for better or worse is a thing um i guess the thing i'm excited about is because obviously because they had to like recode it or rebuild it for this system, the online apparently just works now in a oh, way that good. it it was a pain in the ass to do. Before. Didn't we have to use like Hamachi or some crazy? We had shit? to use yeah. Hamachi. God, that's when you know you've done something good. Yeah, so that alone is kind of worth rebuying it for me. <laughs> like I was super stoked, and then it's ten bucks, so it's really not that expensive. Uh, yeah, I'm super, super into that game again, and I got, like, into a haze. I played it for, like, four or five hours after I got home from work last night. Oh, man, you just tranced out. Yeah, I was just, I was listening to some podcasts and with the music playing as, like, background music, and just, I just played, and I just didn't stop. (laughs) So, I really, really like that game still, and I highly, highly recommend it. Are you at all excited for the sequel? No, I know it plays completely differently. I, I yeah. was watching it at PAX West. They were at PAX West in the indie booth. From what I've seen of it, I think it looks like trash. But I th- mm. hope I'm wrong. <laughs> I really do. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I get my hands on it at some point, And I'm like, this is different, but in a good way. Because the way I have seen it, it looks different in a way that, they oh, they didn't realize what they had that was good before. So... I don't know. I I hope I'm wrong. I always hope I'm wrong when I'm being cynical about a game because I want I mean, all the games to be good. <laughs> that booth had a lot of people around it, so there's there's something yeah. there. Yeah, it's weird because I remember that game being kind of a sleeper hit for a while. And then it got like a bunch of popularity for some reason, like after it's been out for a while. And then people got really excited about the idea of Risk of Rain 2 coming out. So I don't know, like, what happened in the interim, but I'm glad it's on Switch. More than likely uh, someone big YouTubed or streamed it. Yeah, probably. But yeah, 
it's good. I'm glad that life was breathed into that and they're trying something new at least. Because I don't think the way to go about it for two would be do Risk of Rain 1 again with different levels. I think that'd be kind of lame. So, I don't know. I hope it's good. I just don't think from what I've seen it looked very good. Okay. Let's talk about the thing that Sean and I talked about but you were unable to last week. Let's talk about right. Spider-Man. Alright, Spider-Man. That's yeah. a good game. I like it. Okay, cool. Moving on. <laughs> it, that's it, yeah. I do have... So I have some questions for you. Yeah, yeah. Let's so I made the mistake of trying to start the game on hard. Okay. And then in the opening tutorial area, immediately pause the game and switch the difficulty back down to normal. <laughs> okay. But I still feel like I'm playing on hard. Yeah, so is I think the combat the big... just really rough in that game? Like really brutal? Um, so I think it is kind of a shock from what we're used to. Like I was thinking yeah. about this for a while because everybody I talked to, including like myself when I was playing it, I was like, this feels difficult in a way that like this is just gonna get worse probably. Uh like spoilers, it gets better because you get more shit you can do to make yeah. the combat like feel more fair. But I think what it is is that we are used to the Arkham-style combat where when you do a counter, it's usually also in an attack. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like count when Batman counters, it's usually him moving out of the way of a punch and then, like, using his momentum from that to, like, bash the guy in the back of the head and throw him out of the fight. Spider-Man's counter is actually a dodge where it doesn't, it just prevents damage. It doesn't do anything without a follow-up. Yeah. And I think that's where it feels super difficult because we're used to like when we counter in games, like it does something. And in Spider Man, it kind of doesn't. <laughs> it's just him moving, which is super jarring at first. But then, like, the reason it's jarring is because later on you unlock abilities that you can counter with while dodging. Yeah, like, and that's when it, and stuff. And yeah. that's when it feels fair. <laughs> But you don't start with that, and it feels real weird that you don't have that. <laughs> yeah, like, the combat sometimes feels, like, perfect, and just other times it just feels like I'm just getting overwhelmed. Yeah. It's, just, it's weird to get used to, I guess, because you're right. Like, I was treating it like an Arkham game, where it's just like, all right, this flow of this is just faster and different. My muscle memory's freaking out. Yeah, no, it's weird. Um it is, I think, probably the way I like the com I like the combat now much more than the Arkham series, just because of how much it opens up, like what you can do after doing a dodge. It doesn't just put you mm. into an animation. Also, I really, really like the idea that like Spider Man's New York is fucking dangerous. These dudes yeah. have guns, and they don't like Spider Man. He, they want him dead, like just straight up, and they will not wait to do that. They will just shoot you. So I, I, I do like, like that. I, I like the fact that the focus meter, the combo meter can just be converted into health whenever you want. That is also yes. a really nice touch. I mean, that's their balancing act of it being maybe a little too intense sometimes because yeah. sometimes you get overrun a crazy like I'm not even going to talk about act three, how stupid some shit is. It's dumb. Like it's actually OK, here's the thing, right? I stopped playing Spider-Man because I'm burnt out and I'm pissed <laughs> off and I don't want to do this shit anymore. Yeah. <laughs> side stuff has become an actual chore because of all the shit they throw at you. And it's just too much at this point for me. 
So, so I've got a, I've got a question about some of the side objectives you can do in the city. Yeah. Uh, is there only like for the random crimes? Is there only just like a preset pool of sub challenges, and once they're done once, you don't have to ever do them again if they come up? Um, I mean, if you're just like going, f if you're just going for completion to unlock stuff, that's correct. Like you only need to do the five to for it to count. But like, let's just say that there are th similar things like the crimes that unlock with. Basically, you go from, like, what would be, like, the petty crimes that, like, the thugs are doing to, like, more no, I, intense I think, criminal I think crimes. You're, you think you're misunderstanding what my question was. Okay. Uh, so, when you go do, like, a petty crime, say, like, stop a car that's being stolen. Sure. Okay. And there's two, like, challenges, like, do it without getting hurt. Stop oh. the car without getting hurt. Mm -hmm. If you clear those once, do, it seems like they stay checked if they come up again on another instance of that. Is that just the case? Because yeah, I thought my game was glitched at first. Those are to get extra tokens. Yeah, so there's no they just yeah. don't keep repeating, they're just a one time deal. Right, exactly. So you can't farm that like certain thing over and over again. That makes sense. Another question. Uh how the fuck do you just grab a ledge and stay there while you're climbing? Cause that has not become clear to me. Uh so that mainly for stealth purposes. <laughs> yes. That is a little iffy where I found, like, you're, the idea is is you're supposed to be able to, like, jump against a wall and then stick there, basically. Um, I found that if you hold R2 to start running and then stop instantly so that mm -hmm. you don't, like, run up it, that usually tricks the game into always sticking right away. Otherwise, I found that has been a little dodgy for me at times. I mean, I mean, yeah, that's what I've been doing to stick to walls. But like, I can't yeah. figure out like, say, say there's a crime on top of a, a roof. Okay. I want, I want to grab, like, hide on the ledge so I can just do a quick takedown, and I can't. Thanks, buddy. Move the mic farther away. Uh, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't seem to stop on the ledge. So then, in the process of trying to get somewhere where I can actually do a take a stealth takedown, I get spotted. Okay, so what you do is you hold L2 to go into, uh, f like, first-person aiming mode. Yeah. And then when you hit, if you hit R2 on anything, any ledge that has, like, the little circle icon, you'll yeah. instantly jump or swing to it and stick there. Okay, so it's a, it's a manual aiming thing. All right. It's a manual aiming thing. And then if it doesn't have a circle, like, it's just a wall, you'll just stick to that part of the wall that you aim at. And once you're spotted, you can't stealth ever stealth takedown again in the rest of that mission right it seems that way i've tried so many times like i like was doing i was doing unspotted. one of the bases and i i got two stealth takedowns and then in the process of trying to find a fucking ledge to stand on yeah uh got spotted and i couldn't and then it just emptied itself and it wouldn't let me do it the third time so now i have to redo that mission because of that so this is what sean and i were uh complaining a little bit about as well it seems like Sometimes you just get spotted randomly. Like, there mm. are indicators when it's like, this guy's now safe to take down or whatever. And even then, sometimes, like, I don't know. It's weird, because I guess I'm just used to video games being gamey in a way that this game isn't. Like, mm. the criminals use their guns, and they also have eyesight. Like, they will actually see shit happen and spot you, and I'm just not used to it. <laughs> That's yeah, the criminals do actually seem sometimes like pretty competent, which surprises me. I remember one of <laughs> yeah. those missions where you had to find like these guys hiding in a car, 
And then I yeah. found the car and then immediately they just ran me over instead of just staying there or anything like that. They were just ready to go. Totally. Yeah. Uh, it's good in a lot of instances. The thing I was pissed off about is the fact that when they're driving away in a hurry, two dudes in the back with nine millimeter handguns are somehow able to shoot you with oh, yeah. dead accuracy, dead aim accuracy. 200 meters away, <laughs> somehow so still make the shot. It's so fucking stupid, but like, whatever. It's a comic book game. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, but overall you're enjoying it so far yeah the swinging is so satisfying especially like it is it's funny because uh last week on stream people maybe got me to play spider-man 2 the the movie tie-in game Mm -hmm. and it was funny being like well the wet the swinging is good in this but i would argue it's better now but like Mm -hmm. not much is that different between the two in a way it's pretty similar yeah yeah i think the thing too that people like about this is that not only does it feel really good but like the conceits on how you swing makes sense. Like, you don't... The web isn't just, like, a straight vertical line you're hanging from, this, like, a cloud. Like, you're kind of swinging at an angle at all times because you're having to grab onto buildings. And then if there's no buildings to grab onto, you could either do, like, your little web dash thing where you're basically expending a cartridge to, like, push yourself a little further. Or you're, like, grabbing onto a tree if you're in Central Park. Yeah. Like... The, it just makes sense in a way that those games usually don't. I've really liked it because I was like, oh man, what happens when I go to like Central Park or any like tree area? And then it's like, oh, I have to just literally just stay with the trees. Yeah. It's yeah. It, like, there's been a lot of things I really like about it, and there's some things where I'm just like, uh, why? Yeah, I want to hear about those things because I have those too. <laughs> those things. Uh, I'm trying to think of what in particular. Um. I don't know, I really feel like they probably should have started you with a couple more moves than you do start with. The they tutorial... should start you with perfect dodge. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. Straight up, you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wish you had gotten gadgets a little sooner too, but uh, that's all right. My One of my gripes is I'm not quite sure of an easy way to just stick people to walls. It's a little easier now that I have the gadgets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, at the time, it was just like, all right, uh, they want me to stick three people to walls, but everyone is about, like, 30 meters away from a wall, and if I combo them too much, they're going to die before they get to the wall. Yeah, they want you to utilize, like, a, a lot of weird things, for sure, to yeah. get some I, things done. And that added to, like, the difficulty of the combat for a while, being like, all right, how the fuck do they want me to do this with what they've given yeah. me? Yeah, some of them are straight up impossible to do, too. Like, for one of the first... So, okay, the way I played this is every time you do a story mission or something big, you'll unlock a cool new thing and then a whole bunch of activities around New York or uh, Manhattan will unlock using that thing, basically, or whatever. And then, so I've been doing the rounds of just, like, all of them. So the first thing is, like, the radio towers to unlock parts of the map. And I knew right away, I want the map open. I just want to be able to see everything. So... I did all I went around New York and just did all that and doing crimes along the way. And then it's like, okay, well, he stuck backpacks randomly for whatever fucking reason around the city. Okay, I really like the little bits of like lore and comic book references yeah. and stuff from this. So this is real fun. I really want to see every backpack. And so I just did that. And then the landmarks is like, this is cool to see like 
actual New York places from like Spider-Man's point of view and taking a picture while swinging and stuff. So I'm going to go do all that. So that's kind of how I played it where I got kind of burned out pretty early <laughs> of just like seeing that fucking city. Um, and in the process of that, it thought that I should have more things when I went to certain areas than I did. So like when I would go to the North end and it would do crimes there, some of the things were like, Disarm five guys for an extra token. And I didn't unlock disarm yet. That was like three tiers down. Like, so there were just straight up some things I could not do the way I played it right away. And I had to mm. revisit. That's kind of a bummer that it it wasn't like... It's kind of a bummer that it didn't read in my file what I had access to. And like lock out things I just couldn't do. But mm. what do you do, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, without getting into story spoilers or any of that stuff. Yep. Have you fought a boss yet? No. Like a boss fight. Okay. To give you context for where I am, for those who've played the game, uh, I just unlocked the landmarks, so I'm I'm running around with the camera now. Okay. So I have I have the uh, the bases and the yeah. landmarks running at the same time. I've already done backpacks and I've already done towers. Backpacks are so good. I really really liked all the things about the backpacks. Yeah. Uh, here maybe you can answer this question. Do all the costumes trigger a J Jonah Jameson podcast or only some of them? Uh, I've only so- I've only gotten one so far. Some of them, but a lot of those are more references they're more random when you have i think it seems to read if you have a like mission objective that's very far in the city they're gonna play like a longer one to keep you entertained while you're Mm -hmm. swinging but some of them don't make sense without certain things in the story happening so you need to like do more of the like story stuff and the side stuff for like people to call in about that stuff uh yeah, because I I'd, I'd, I'd gotten the, about, uh, the punk rock one was the only one I had trigger so far. Oh, my God, dude. That has my favorite power. The rock I, I haven't even power. I haven't even used that because I've been using oh the gosh. Iron Spider, which has been really good. Iron Spider. All the powers are very good <laughs> for whatever you're looking for. Uh, I do want to say one thing about the J. Jonah Jameson thing. I don't like how people keep referring to him as an Alex Jones figure because he's not a crazy conspiracy psycho he's just an asshole i don't know he tries to throw some conspiracies in there every now and then where i'm like okay i can see where that comparison's coming from I f- now i feel like some of them are definitely uh definitely a little heavy-handed but like yeah. some of the stuff he's talking about are literally things spider-man is doing <laughs> and <he's> just, <laughs> i don't know there's a weird point in that game where J. Jonah Jameson starts getting the respect of the people because, like, but so much shit that's bad has gone happened that the people are starting to think, like, hey, like, maybe Spider-Man did bring, like, a bunch of these super villains here because our city is getting fucked now. Like, maybe he is bad. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird how some of those conversations with Jonah Jameson go, and I love every one of them so mm. much. They just found the perfect way to incorporate that character in because there's no way that you're ever going to get that much J. Jonah Jameson if he's working at the Bugle and you're having to report to him. There's yeah. no way. This is the way to do it, for sure. But, uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. I think the writing on him, I feel like, is inconsistent. Because there are Alex Jones-type moments, but then there's, like, really, like, poignant social moment, like, moments where it's just, like, oh, no, that's a good point that he just brought up. Like, I don't... <laughs> the worst person you know just made a good point. It's, yeah. <sighs> that game. Jesus. <laughs> Um, speaking of the writing, I feel the writing's on point. I really yeah. like uh, what they're doing with it. I really like the era in the comics and stuff it's set in, to the point where this game has actually made me want to visit a lot of the stuff I missed in that era in the comics. So I've been uh, looking. I think Marvel Unlimited is in Canada now. So I think. So I gotta got admit, sure there's, been, there's been some parts where I'm like, wait... How is this happening right now? I like that this is happening, but how? Like, uh, there's something I missed here along the lore that I guess I'm I'm in right now. Yeah, like this isn't a spoiler because it has nothing to do th- with the game. I'll just say that, like, for people that know Spider-Man, this takes place in like an era after, like, everybody knew in the comics who Spider-Man was and the Avengers stuff and all that and Civil War. This is taking place in what was called the, I think, Brand New Day arc, and then on, where it's basically like a deus ex machina wiped everybody's memory, (laughs) and like, things change accordingly. Uh, It's stupid. The comics are dumb, and they needed a fix after like, painting Spider-Man into a corner where all the villains knew who he was. Uh, after one more day, that's exactly right. So one more day was the thing with like, uh, Aunt May having a hit, like being shot after Kingpin like put a hit out on Parker, and they were hanging out, and he went crazy and all that sort of stuff, and it, they needed a reset. This takes place in that reset, so that's why like everything is a little bit like you might have known it from the comics in the '90s, but different. <laughs> and I I kind of enjoy it. I like it. And then you meet some characters that have become important in Spider-Man lore since then that I won't talk about here because you haven't seen that part yet. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think it's a cool way to incorporate ideas in the comics that are happening now by, but still doing its own thing because it doesn't follow the same arcs that the comics do. So, like, if people play this game and become interested in Spider-Man now... Like, you can just jump right into the comics, and it's a complete different thing, but in a world that feels familiar, and I think that's very, very good. I like it. Yeah, I I like that this is, like, teenager, or sorry, not teenager, like, university, or post-university Parker, so he'd just gotten out. It's like, he's, like, 22, 23. Yeah. So he's at the point where he's still trying to find himself. There's a lot of things about this game I like, and I I think the story's going to be one of them. I definitely uh, which, like the voice they got for Parker. I like the voice they kind of got for everyone that I've heard so far. Like I said, I think it's funny that Yuri Lowenthal as Peter Parker and Spider-Man is always talking to his partner, Yuri. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, if anyone would know how to say that name, it would be it would be him. It would be him, for sure. Uh, what characters have you met from, like, that you recognize from Spider-Man lore, I guess, or whatever? Uh, well, I guess I haven't really met much. Like, uh, Aunt May, I'm sure. I haven't met her yet, technically. Oh, okay. Oh, weird. Okay. That's that's literally the next story event. Like, oh, I'm, I'm okay. going to her okay. to her party. 
Yes. Okay. Okay, cool. You'll start meeting a lot more people now then, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. Uh I have a question for you too. Uh do cutscene like do do calls like reconnect later on if you accidentally skip them? So there was one point where they wanted me to go to the Empire State Building to take a picture, uh-huh. and uh, I got a call from someone, and then I accidentally got into the cutscene trigger for it, so the call didn't continue. So I tried to look online and be like, "Oh shit, what dialogue did I miss?" And then I couldn't find it anywhere. And then uh, I went back to playing the game, and then like ten minutes later, uh. Peter calls back the person and goes like, yeah, sorry, I had to hang up on you. What did I miss? Yeah. So yeah like, so is, that, is that a thing they do or? If it's important, yeah. Otherwise, it'll be one of the things that you'll hear like a few times when swinging around the city because it repeats. So, yeah. Did you notice? Okay. Because you did all the backpacks. Yep. Did you notice how like every time you finished a backpack after he had his monologue or whatever... Or, no, maybe it was a crime, specifically. He would say, like, the same, one of the same, like, two or three lines every single time. Like, every time he did a crime, or finished, did a crime, every time he stopped a crime, uh, one of the lines he would say is something like, oh, it's like a bunch of little kingpins, or whatever. And then another line would be, sometimes, that you would get is, maybe, uh... Maybe Fisk really did have like things yeah. under his thumb. Am I starting to miss him? Nah. Like it's like yeah. the same two lines. Or I, I heard that one a lot. I think I, the mini kingpins I heard maybe heard twice. So that's what I was talking about specifically with um, Sean, where it's like if you play it the way I played it, it's a bummer to know like how much detail they went into for the calls and like voice acting and stuff to just have two lines for this. Activity. I mean, you have to do like. Was it you have to cut somewhere. Nine districts times five, so. Yeah, no, uh, sure, and you have to have cuts somewhere. Like you can't just have a, sc- a huge script for just like the quips afterwards. But like, yeah, it's just a bummer <laughs> hearing the same thing over and over. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, no, I'm really digging this game. I really like it a lot. I hopefully I get to play more of it before the wedding, but. Things starting to get a little hectic. You can see cardboard boxes in my in my shot right now. That's like I'm going through my storage right now, cleaning up the office for yeah. company and that. So we will see what happens. But <laughs> I've enjoyed what I've done. So I think the game says I've done about 18% complete or something like that right now. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff to do. So that sounds probably about right. I think by the time you hit Act 2, you're probably at about 30 if you're okay. doing like stuff regularly. So that makes about... Yeah, I think I'm not. I'm not gonna go around and do all of the uh, landmarks at once because that just seems like a headache. I might do mm-hmm. one or more like bases to get more uh, tokens for upgrades, and then just go right back to story to unlock. For more. sure. Yeah. Um, I guess like this was a thing we didn't want to say any spoilers of before, but it's been long enough, and people that cared probably whatever. What suit do you like? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I've actually been rotating through them a little bit, but I really okay. like Spider Noir. I've always liked the idea behind Spider Noir. It's neat. So, so I I think that's what I was wearing until I realized that there was like dialogue. I started with the punk one and then got the punk dialogue, and I was like, oh shit, I should wear all the suits. Yeah. So then I've been just running, like switching to suits, swinging around for a bit, seeing if I get any dialogue or not, and then just going to the next one. Uh, yeah. I yeah, I am probably wearing Noir right now if I had to guess. Okay, cool. 
have you unlocked fast travel yet? Like through the subway mm, system? No, I didn't realize that was a thing. Okay. Uh, when you do, I know it's tempting to just never use it because the swinging feels so good. Do it a few times with different costumes and just see the little cutscene that plays because some of them are hilarious. All like right, some of I'll them are real mine. good. Yeah. Uh, okay. Last thing about Spider-Man before we move on because I asked Sean this and now I'm interested in your opinion. Because Sean played a bunch of Assassin's Creed Origins, which is another big open world game. You've been playing a lot of Yakuza, which are big yeah. open world type things. How do you feel going from a, another big open world game to this big open world game? Does it feel like daunting or like do you care? There's, you like there's, open world games in general, though. I don't like open world games in general. Oh, I thought you did. I'm the one who doesn't. Yeah, see, I hate them. <laughs> So yeah, I okay. when when a game has too much content, I tend to get scared away. Yes. Uh, like like in my stance with the Batman Arkham games is that I think Asylum is the best one because it's just right in its containment. I sure. felt City onwards, they just tried to cram too much in there totally. to just make it be more. Yep. Um. So far, because they're like trickling it down slowly, I'm not feeling too overwhelmed. Yeah. And okay. I'm I am coming off of Yakuza, which is also like an, an open world game, but I would argue it is a much more contained open world game. Like yeah. the hidden items are not nearly as plentiful. Uh you literally get items that help you find them. It, I, sure. I like it's it's more it's more condensed and I don't feel as fatigued as I would if I'd come off of say an Assassin's Creed or Grand Theft Auto. Sure. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. I'm pretty much in agreement with you. I still think so, like, this is what I was saying last week, and maybe now, in context for you, it'll make more sense. Where, like, the busy work in this game still feels like open-world, like, dumbass busy work. But my bias is that I grew up with Spider-Man. He's my favorite hero, and I love Spider-Man. So yeah. the busy work is, like, this is where my bias stands out. Usually, if this was any other game, I would say this is all just a bunch of crappy busy work that doesn't make any sense, and I hate it. But because it's Spider-Man, I give it a pass, and I love it. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think that's why I give the Batman games... I give the Batman games the same kind of pass, I think. Yeah, exactly. Like, same with Batman 2. Batman wasn't as big, though, for the busy work as this is. Like, this has just a bunch of bullshit. The Riddler yeah. trophies at least kind of felt like little challenges that you could do. Like, yeah. backpacks aren't a challenge. They're actually no, busy work. No, they're really not. Yeah. No, but I, I'm really digging the game. I'm curious to see what how I'm going to feel when more things unlock. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, so that is all I've been playing. What about you? Uh, I forgot what I wrote down. Let's find out. I'm still working through Pacross S2 because, God, that game is just long. Is it longer than S1 was? Oh, S1 easily. S1 felt... Really? Oh, I should play so, way more then. Um, there is 150 puzzles in okay. each mode, in the in the two main modes. Uh -huh. But the new thing they added is what is making it feel so long. Okay. Here, I'll get you an exact number because I have the game running here. Oh, okay. Uh, so you have 150 regular Pacross puzzles, 150 mega Pacross puzzles, and then Clip Pacross is the new thing they added. Okay. Where every five puzzles you do in the normal Pacross mode, unlocks a puzzle in Clip Pacross mode. 
The way it works is that, uh, remember how they had, like, I think it was Mycross or something like that, where you just had, like, a giant painting, and then you had to, like, click each panel of the painting to do another smaller I kind of uh, like that, but yeah, I remember it. For yeah, sure. so this time around, they did something like that, but a little different, where you unlock a randomly shaped puzzle section. It can be mm-hmm. anywhere from by 5x5 five by five to 10x10 10 10 to 5x15 to 5x20 to 20 by 15 so like any shape that they normally do in here and some weirder ones like they don't normally do 10 by fives but that's in this mode and so you unlock let's see 10 20 40 60 120 extra puzzles in this mode because of that oh my so this, god this game has 420 puzzles oh no the magic number it's weed that's why it's <laughs> felt so strange that's why it takes forever. Yeah. Man. So uh, I think this is probably the heftiest Pacross game to date, and that's why it's just it's taking a while for me to clear. I even though I was playing it a bunch while I was sick. Yeah. Uh, I still have another. Let's see here. Fifteen, thirty, forty-five, six. I have another like fifty-eight to sixty puzzles left to do. Man. It's, there's See, a lot of content I'm, there. I'm kind of okay with it though, because I'm I'm always down for another Picross puzzle randomly. Yeah, but my problem is I'm like, oh man, I just want to get to other things, but I love Picross <laughs> too much, so I'm just playing yeah. Picross instead of doing the other things. Yeah. It's just yeah. thank God this is a portable system. No kidding. Man, the Switch is so good though. Like, <laughs> damn. 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 Uh, otherwise, we've been working through Yakuza Kiwami 2. We're getting near the end on that. Okay. Uh, we've done How the long? Major- uh, 30 hours so far. Not bad. That's, that's okay. been doing almost all the side quests, with hmm. the exception of uh, the tower defense mode. We have not really touched that, which is a whole separate story in and of itself. I know that also when you beat the game, or along the way as you're beating the game, you unlock straight up another story mode as just uh, Majima. So okay. basically, once we beat the game, we have another story mode to go through. Oh, okay. Well, that's it's cool, not though. it's not nearly as long though, from what I've heard. Like, we're on chapter mm. ten or eleven. Actually, I think we might be on twelve of uh, the main story, and then like so far, we've only unlocked three chapters for Majima. And I th- and most Yakuza oh. games end around sixteen, I think. Oh, okay. Cool. So. But yeah, no, that's been fun. Uh, we did the cabaret stuff again, which is in Yakuza Zero. So we got mm-hmm. that storyline out of the way. We've done like we got maybe fifteen side quests left, and some of those are tied to just doing things like play baseball for a while, play golf for a while. Cool. Uh, there, right. Yeah, no, it, it's enjoying. I'm still enjoying it. I still recommend the Yakuza series easily. Uh, yeah. And the other thing that we both kind of touched on a little bit was the NES Online. Yeah. Yeah. So this has been interesting, to say the least. Um, this was the big thing. So Nintendo now has you paying for their online services, which has been a big bummer to a lot of people, which is understandable. But mm-hmm. in the process of getting that mode, you also get uh, Nintendo Switch Online NES. Okay. Which is right now a library of 20 NES games. And uh, they're adding, I think it's three a month, at least for the first couple months. That's right. And special like editions of them. 
at that. Yeah, too. I don't know what the special editions are supposed to be though, because they already have online capabilities. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what most people thought it was going to be. Yeah. So uh, I'll give you the list of the games for those who haven't heard about this. Uh, more or less in alphabetical order. I moved some of them around. Balloon sure. Fight, Baseball, Original Donkey Kong, Original Double Dragon, Dr. Mario, Excite Bike, Ghosts and Goblins, Ice Climber, Ice Hockey, Gradius, the Original Mario Bros, Pro Wrestling, Soccer, the Original Mario or Original Super Mario Brothers, Mario Brothers 3, River City Ransom, Tecmo Bowl, Tennis, The Legend of Zelda, and Yoshi, the puzzle game. Yeah. So that's the starting list of games. I know that in the next couple of weeks, like Ninja Gaiden's getting added, Mighty Bomb Jack. Uh, trying to think of what else. Those are the ones that just came to mind immediately. Special editions of Mario 3 and some other stuff. Yeah. Um, this thing is not worth the money yet. But I really actually believe it probably will be. <laughs> like, I think this is kind of fun just having the ability. Like, okay, so before Risk of Rain, because I took over my life last night, I played a bunch of Dr. Mario and got super annoyed. I, I can tell because I somehow just joined your game. Excuse me? <laughs> yeah. You joined my Dr. Mario game? I see the game over screen and I can press R to applause. I'm clapping on your screen right now. You son of a bitch, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that does it. I'm going to grab my Switch. Hold on. I was going to say, is that actually showing up on your screen right now? No, because I was playing Risk of Rain. <laughs> what? Yeah. Hold what? on. What? Why are... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm Seriously, so angry. It says you're in Dr. Mario right now. It says you're, you're on the game over screen. Although, I, yeah, like now it's flashing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just turned it it on here oh maybe Aaron was playing okay, yeah, I'm clapping for you right now yeah I see you're clapping oh uh, there's hey, my there's, hand there's your hand hello yeah I love how this is not coming <laughs> on the screen at all for anybody it's not, else it's not on either it's not gonna be in any version of the podcast I mean I could just like put it up but nah I don't know how I leave this oh they were a quit online session Proton John is in control. What? <laughs> I'm turning off my switch. Yeah, it's weird because, like, so was your switch in sleep mode just then or was it on? Sleep mode. It was in sleep mode because I went to play online and you're, you were listed. <laughs> That's really weird. That's... Hey, hey, yo, yo, can we test that? I'm going to. Sure. Yeah, I'll do play it's... online. So it's in sleep. Oh, do you want me to grab it? Okay, hold on. Yeah, grab it for a second. Um, so you probably weren't in online mode, I'd imagine. Yeah, I'll just load up my boy River City Ransom. Actually, you know what? I I will capture video because it should just be clicking a button here. Actually, I have to turn the game on. So I'm going to try to join you. Science! There. All right. Sorry, Sean. You've been replaced by. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. A communication error has occurred. Hell oh, yeah. Man. That's the Switch experience. Yep. That sure is. Okay. Wait. So what am I doing? To game selection. And then I go to online. 
Connecting to the internet. Unable to find friends' games. Are you online? I, I mean, am. Have been. Yeah. That's weird. So, how do I... How did I join your game? <laughs> I don't know. I'm so confused. Wait, how did you start up the game? I I literally went to play online and you're you were just there. Okay. Do me a favor, go back to the like main screen of okay. games. Go to play online. Okay. And then go to play while you wait. And then maybe that's how you have to do it. Set a passcode on those who who know it will be able to join you. Let's say no passcode, creating an online session. You can begin playing while you wait. You'll be notified when a friend joins. That's probably what I was doing then. That's weird that you would have done that, though. Because I was playing around with this last night, but I wasn't playing Dr. Mario with it. So maybe it just, like, loaded a state of Dr. Mario that I was in when I was playing around with it. I don't know, because, like, I see I see a circle yeah, there for player two there now. Joining Proton John, your save data will not be affected. Paul is joining. Paul yeah. has come to play. John will control the menu. This is... <laughs> Chump. <laughs> I was trying to do Chunk, but I missed. Oh. <laughs> see, if it, see if it lets you type in this name. Oh, no, it's asking me to do it. All right. Yeah. And I'm just okay. So we can confirm on this audio podcast that you should watch the video <laughs> if you're interested in seeing what's going on. But, um... I can confirm right now that you can play online. Yeah, are you are you playing as Ryan right now? It is sluggish as it hell. It is really sluggish. Wow. Okay, I will confirm on this audio podcast for people who are not watching that maybe you should just not play online until they figure out how to do it. To be fair, <laughs> it also might be sluggish because we're both streaming. And oh, also this might fair. be... Maybe this room is also not helping because I remember City Ransom can be a lag fest sometimes. Yeah. All right. I'm turning it off. <laughs> hmm? All right. There you go. Sorry, Sean. It needed to be done. <laughs> yeah. Actually, did you disconnect already? Because the game just went faster when your character died. Yes, I did. I heard there's a low latency option. Okay. Maybe that's oh, something there? we could try right, out at some to point. Look into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It still uh, says you're connected for some reason. It still shows you as connected. Oh, you know what? I didn't close the system. Close the software. Now it should show me as disconnected. Yeah, leaving probably. the online session. Cool. You have been disconnected from Paul to continue playing. It was created and then load a save. <laughs> so right. it for it forces us to make a save point if you get disconnected, so you can actually continue your game, which is kind of nice. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait for more games to be on it because right now the ones I care about actually okay Aaron and I played this for a while last night we played balloon fight and Dr. Mario and then I played a bunch of Dr. Mario by myself I'm real bad at Dr. Mario oh, um, man. <laughs> the other game that I was super into that I played or was going to play is ice hockey I grew up with ice hockey and it was one of my favorites so I want to check that out at some point but I didn't play that one yet uh, I've had a bunch of friends who've played that online. They said it's great. So yeah, I'm. I can't believe we live in an age where my handheld device can be played on my TV with a friend somewhere else on their handheld device connected to their TV, NES game. Like that's fucking. That's crazy. 
<laughs> I, I like the ideas behind this. I just hope that they fix it. <laughs> yeah. For You're sure. taking money now, Nintendo. Now you actually have to have expectations. Yeah. So now that's, you that's a big it. thing here now. Yeah. You nope. Got, you got to totally step right. up or you're going to get destroyed. Totally right. Uh, that being said, if this stuff helps stuff like Risk of Rain work online, I'm all for it. 20 bucks mm. a year for shit to work properly online for Nintendo is like, I mean, it's ridiculous that we're at that point where we have to pay them to do online properly, but I'm down. <laughs> I'll do it. I want to be able to play ice hockey on the NES with somebody else on my handheld device. That's great. Uh, so yeah, I think that's probably resounding. It's okay from both of us. Yeah, wait, wait a bit. If you're if you're only caring about the NES stuff, like offline, yeah. it's perfect. Offline, it's it's real good. Although some people have found that some of the glitches people use to beat games and speedruns don't work. Oh no, that so, sucks. So you know the Mario Three glitch where you go through a pipe and the game just keeps looping down and spits you out in Princess's room. Uh, I actually don't. I don't know much about that game glitch wise. Okay, so there, the people found a glitch that basically was a was end of game warp, where okay. you would you would cause a very specific event, uh, like a series of events to happen, which would culminate in you warping into a pipe that didn't exist, and the mm-hmm. game continuing to scroll down until you somehow got spit out in Princess Peach's room. Someone took footage of that, showing that the glitch works, spits you into the room, and then the game crashes. Great. Someone else also showed that you could crash Dr. Mario uh, by causing a big enough chain. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So apparently wow. there's, there's uh, it's not perfect. But I guess we're, when you're doing things that are not meant to even be handled by the actual game, that'd be why. Sure. For sure. Cool. Uh, let's move on to news because there's a decent amount to talk about here. I gotta do the thing where I mark down when we switch to news, because I don't know if people know this, but Sean isn't with us currently. <laughs> and he usually does all that stuff. Okay, news. Uh, Tokyo Game Show's happening. And because of that, Sony all being right. one of the big wigs over there in Japan had a bunch of information come out. and Because Nintendo does their own shit, so they don't need stuff like this to announce anything. Um... Including PlayStation Classic is coming out. Oh and boy! All right. So this is a thing I'm kind of excited about, but like at the same time, I I don't know. I kind of don't care either, just because this is stuff I should be able to play on my PlayStation Four <laughs> with like PlayStation Now or something. But the PlayStation Classic is going to be exactly what you think it is. It's going to be a ripoff of all these tiny little versions of consoles with a bunch of preloaded games that you can play uh i know the one thing that you were talking about is because it's not the dual shock any game that uses dual shock will not be available for it yeah so this is the thing that i think maybe some people have only heard the announcement and didn't notice it's the launch playstation controls which did not have any control sticks at all right so uh i don't know how many games that's going to limit potentially being on there like i know ape escape is impossible to play without the control six so that's gone yes uh but i don't know if that's going to affect anything like metal gear solid for example because i know metal gear solid 
uses rumble at some point. I don't remember if it uses analog sticks, though. I feel like you could just play that with D-pad. Yeah, it doesn't use analog sticks, from what I remember. Um, Resident Evil will be okay, so I don't care. Mm. <laughs> also, 2 will be okay. I think I can't remember if 3 needed DualShock. I don't think 3 needed DualShock. That'd be weird if it did, because it didn't... Whatever. Uh, so, 20 titles are <coughs> going to be coming, uh, almost none of which were confirmed yet. The ones that have been confirmed are Final Fantasy VII, yep. Tekken Three, yep. Wild Arms, yep. and uh, Ridge Racer Type Four. Uh, yep, there's five. Oh, Jumping Flash is the one you forgot. And Jumping Flash, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So out of the 20 uh, games, five been announced. And already that's one pretty lengthy game in there. Two, because Wild Arms is also an RPG. Tekken 3 was one of my favorite fighting games of all time. <laughs> Tekken so 3, I'm... I think, is the only Tekken I haven't played. Okay. I really liked that one. That was a long time ago, but I really liked it. Uh, I will say, for a price of $100 American, I could probably buy something else than this. Mm. Oh yeah, this is like 130 Canadian, by the way. This yeah. is 130 Canadian. Yeah, for 130 Canadian, I probably won't buy games I grew up with that I have on a flash drive right beside me. <laughs> or like, All right. and the ones I care about, I have behind me on a shelf. So like, I'm not the target audience for this, but I am stoked to see those games be available to people who might get it for their kids or whatever collect this will probably be a collector's thing more than anything people that care enough will just collect it and then either put it on their shelf beside the other minis or like have it in a box for the apocalypse when this is like the only source of money in the like future apocalypse when the robots have won so yeah i don't know you don't sound excited about it though either uh I mean, well, here's the problem. I'm I'm the worst person getting excited about these classic systems because I have the games. I have the yeah. originals. Okay. I'm going to play devil's advocate here and say you also have the NES and Super NES originals except for Star Fox 2. Yeah, but I didn't pay full price for those. Okay, fair enough. That's, yeah, totally fair. Also, this is like double the price, right? Weren't those like 60 uh, to 80? Super, no, uh, I think the... Genesis or blah. Let's try that again. I think the NES one was eighty. Uh, the SNES okay. one was definitely about a hundred or ten. hundred twenty. Yeah. So about the same. SNES was definitely more expensive, but the PlayStation one so far is the most expensive of them of the three. Sure. If I was given an option where I could have any three of them, I might choose the PlayStation. It's the one I that's, cared about. That's the most. fair. But my problem is like they said it's coming up by end of year, right? I think so, yeah. December 3rd, specifically, actually. Why are they, they being so cagey about the games on the list? Nintendo just announced them right away. When Sega and Atari used to do theirs, they were also announced right away. Yep. Are they still trying you. to lock down games, trying to get more on there? I think they're still locking down uh, royalty agreements and stuff, probably. Hmm. Yeah, like I, I wouldn't be surprised that. if they put Parappa on there, but like Parappa is going to have the desyncing issue, so I'm wondering if they're going to not do that as a result. 
Yeah, I'm kind of wondering about that, too. I'm also wondering, because it didn't look like it from the video they showed. If anybody is interested, you can just, like, literally type in PlayStation Classic and look at their trailer for it. It didn't look like they're using upscaling, (laughs) either. Yeah. Which is, uh... It's probably fine, because I kind of like when, like, games look the way I remember them. And that's generally shitty. (laughs) Unlike modern technology. I kind of like that look, though. The, like, gritty old look. Um, there's no reason why that shouldn't be an option, though, <laughs> to make them look a little better. But another thing know. I'm wondering about is, is this going to be like the NES and SNES classics where they can easily hack it and uh, just access the emulator inside? Because people got pretty much every NES game running on the NES classic. Yeah. About a third to two thirds of the library of the SNES on the SNES classic. Is this going to happen with the PlayStation one as well? See, I'm wondering that, too. Especially because these controllers, like, obviously you just plug into their slot. Maybe they will sell a DualShock controller later on and, like, an update for it even. I could see Sony doing the thing that Nintendo won't do, where the NES Classic and SNES Classic are very much probably going to be the thing. I could see Sony doing something where they're like, yeah, buy this disc or, like, this fucking drive for your... (laughs) stupid playstation classic I, to update i have it. been wondering about this i've been wondering if they're gonna be like oh yeah put like this little mini disc this fake mini disc in and you get more right? games or something because they've already said like the open button is how you quote-unquote remove the disc so that, this is what i'm talking about is i strongly believe that if there's a company that does a mini where they will actually sell an update to the firmware or something it'll be sony to do it uh neo geo did this actually remember the neo geo x I don't know. So me look the Neo Geo up. X was a little handheld they sold that also could be plugged into like a giant oh. case that hooked up into a TV, like through an HDMI port. You could yeah. buy cartridges that would put more games on it. I do remember this. I always wanted one, actually. Yeah, they weren't okay. that good. They were kind of neat, but they were, so few games were on them. Apparently, like most people I know that were in the collecting scene were like, yeah, you can hack it, but honestly, just get a PSP. <laughs> Just hack a PSP and it's way worth it. It's way better. But they they look so. Wait, is this a system that had issues with like not setting on fire, but getting very very hot or like blowing up in people's pockets? Um, like a lithium battery issue. Maybe. I, I remember sure there being a portable system that like scalded somebody or something. Well, now I need to look up Neo Geo X exploding. <laughs> it might not be Neo Geo X, but I always wanted one of these just because I thought they looked cool back then. I guess I still think they look kind of cool, if not like tedious to set up somewhat. But like, I don't know. Neo Geo games are neat. That's why I'm super glad they're just on the Switch, basically. Yeah. Uh. So there's a there's a new game on Switch now that you can get. Arcade classic. Excite Bike! You too can play the arcade Excite Bike from 1984. Yeah. Right. But you know what you know what they actually added? So Sega's finally adding their uh their uh virtual console games now. Mm -hmm. Lightning Lightning Force is on there. I did see that. This is the best. Get it. If you want a good shmup with some amazing Genesis music, get it. Oh, I guess that's the other NES uh on, well, the Nintendo Online thing I've been playing is playing Gradius again has been dope. Yeah, 
I'm yeah. surprised they put that on there, and I'm pleasantly surprised. Except I got real mad because I forgot there's a point, like, pretty early on where you go through the, like, cave, and then you stop between two mountains, and then a bunch of rocks just come flying out, and I forgot about that, so I lost all my power-ups, and then I shut the game off in a rage. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, that yeah. sounds like the greatest experience. Yeah, for sure. Uh... Yeah, so maybe don't get the PlayStation Classic, or do. I'm not your fucking dad. Next up, PlayStation Vita is officially dead. <laughs> they it, officially are killing it. It's well, till next year at least, but... Yeah. So, uh... Yeah, man. Sony has confirmed that they are ending production in Japan in 2019... And if they're ending Vita anything in Japan, it means they are killing it. They're done. That yep. is a done system. Uh, obviously, I really think this is because the Switch is basically eating its lunch. Like, the one thing that the Vita had was that it was, like, a good portable device, and the Switch is that now as well. And they just can't keep up with it. Not to mention, the Switch was actually pushed well in North American audiences, where the Vita was not. And they did... I don't know. There's a whole bunch of reasons why the Vita failed. And they're all Sony's fault. And I think they're just cutting their losses now. They're done. So... Yeah, but now, it seems, like, now it seems like the time that I'm going to need to try to find a hacked uh, Vita so I can actually get capture unit on it. It's too bad, too. I like the Vita. I thought that was a good there's, system. There's things about the Vita that were actually pretty cool. Yeah. But, like, it just... Sony just never does the right thing with their handheld, or they just don't stick with it. I don't, there's something about it that just yeah. does not seem to have the same magic that a Nintendo system does. That's and I don't, I don't know if it is literally just that it doesn't have Nintendo games on it or what. Mm. They didn't release a lot of good stuff over... I just don't think that they had, like faith in it over here maybe i I've, I've realized a lot of the vita games i have are just ports yeah so many of them it's, are just ports hi buddy it's too bad <laughs> it's too bad but uh yeah what do you do right okay i think it wasn't last week but i think it was two weeks ago i was talking about how PlayStation now you can download the playstation now app on pc and play some of those like exclusive games through that or whatever they are adding the ability to actually download the games now instead of just streaming them to your system oh wow finally so they have finally caught up to the times where if you have an internet connection and playstation now you have access to their netflix like thing and then maybe you're not gonna have like maybe you're moving or something and you're gonna have a week where you don't have internet or whatever you can Totally just download the game or games that you wanted to play and just play them. <laughs> I'm guessing here, I'm looking to see how it like reads online what, uh, okay, every few days you do need to connect to the internet for it to verify your PlayStation Now subscription. So you will need access every couple days or few days or whatever, but you no longer have to worry about the fact that maybe Bloodborne is unplayable with lag because of all the tight dodging you need to do. Like, that's kind of what that game's based on. 
So, you know, or even Resident Evil 5 was a shit show. I've played that game so many times I could play it with my fucking eyes closed and mm -hmm. I couldn't beat the first level on PlayStation now because of the lag. So, you know, there's that. Uh yeah. It's about time. That's all about that. Uh, going on to more... Oh, this isn't actually PlayStation news. This is Red Dead Redemption 2 news. Red Dead Redemption 2 is not coming to PC, but maybe it is. So, there's this stupid article going around where somebody asked, is this coming to PC? And the actual translation of what the developer said was, no, this is Xbox and uh, PlayStation. However, a bunch of people mis mistranslated it to, it is never coming to PC. Uh, this is so, the exact same thing they said with Grand Theft Auto V, wasn't it? Yes, so basically, this is just a thing saying that if you are one of the people that just reads the headlines, and I don't blame you because articles are usually kind of garbage, uh, this game has not been confirmed to never come out on PC, but where everybody is pretty sure it won't be for a while. <laughs> so, if you're really interested in Red Dead Redemption 2, you're still best to buy it on a console if you can, and if you can't buy it on a console, just hope that maybe in a year or two you'll get it on PC. That's all that was. This, I didn't know anything about. But apparently an animated Diablo series is coming to Netflix. What? Yeah. So apparently in its original programming, they are looking to add an animated series based on Diablo to their repertoire there. And I don't think there's any solid information yet, but I'm just seeing if there's anything in this article... So, yeah, they deleted the tweet that, like, was confirming this or whatever because they're probably still working shit out. Uh, I saw this a few places, though, so I think it might just be speculation currently or that they're still working things out. But if you are a fan of Diablo and have Netflix, maybe maybe look forward to something like that coming. Pro this is probably just based on the fact that, like, people really liked the idea of Castlevania coming back and Diablo is just Activision Blizzard's version of Castlevania, essentially. The dark, gothic, demon-slaying thing. So, who knows? I hope it happens, because I would love to see more, th like, animated things on the video games I grew up with. I'm totally down for it. I'm just surprised, like, why now? Yeah. Is this just, is this just like, lead-up to Diablo 4? Uh... I mean, if you ask me, I hope so, <laughs> because I want Diablo 4. I hope it leads up to Diablo anything else, uh, but I think it might just be a, the fact of, like, they're trying to ride the Castlevania animated series wave. That's fair. A dark gothic thing, just adding more to their list of stuff you could watch. Uh... In sadder news, we're going to talk about some shutdowns and layoffs and all that sort of stuff. Starting with Capcom Vancouver, best known for Dead Rising. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, they shut down their doors. So Yeah, so apparently they were working on Dead Rising 5 at the time. 
And uh, they also had been putting out the Mobile Puzzle Fighter game out earlier this year, and I, or yeah. last year, either way. Uh, that game got shuttered three or four months ago, I think. Yeah. And like apparently Dead Rising 5 had a bunch of uh, issues. It was like in trouble development. So it looks like Capcom is just cutting their losses and getting rid of the studio straight up. Yeah. Between that and the poor reception of Dead Rising 4 overall. Yeah. It's too bad, uh, especially because that's such an expensive city to live in as it is. So, uh, yeah, it sucks a lot for those guys. Hopefully they get back on their feet. There are a lot of, like, gaming, different gaming companies in that area and Seattle area and whatever. So I'm sure, as it usually does, the gaming industry is sending out tweets and emails to anybody they can from there and, like... Yeah, I'm sure they'll find places to go, but it's a bummer. And spells doom for that series, probably, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, well, I mean, remember, the first game was done internally. Uh, yeah. Capcom Vancouver didn't exist till Dead Rising 2 onwards. Yeah. Yeah. And arguably, one was the one I liked the most, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, continuing on the bad news train... Telltale Games was also hit with layoffs. The company will retain a small team of around 25, is the official statement here. And another statement made was, basically the only first season of The Walking Dead made it uh, made money. Everything between that and Minecraft was a financial failure. Wolf, everything wow. postseason, one of The Walking Dead, Borderlands, Game of Thrones, all failures. Yikes. So. Yeah. Uh, this definitely sucks. Like, obviously because the layoffs, that's just terrible when people losing their jobs and stuff. This really sucks in a personal way for me because I was really looking forward to Wolf Among Us 3. It was like, I was thinking to myself, if there's like a game that I really wanted to play from that studio again, because I don't generally love a lot of Telltale games, I'll probably play that one. And that this news comes with like obviously they're not making that anymore <laughs> so yeah yeah such so, a bummer so i think they i forget if you said this already the, the skeleton crew's only finishing up the last season of walking dead and then they're they're gone yeah that's it so yeah uh tough times out there i will say not to like be an asshole or rub like salt in the wound or something, but I feel like they should have tried some more stuff out. I know what they were trying, like, I don't know. It seems like it's, there was probably a lot of money put into just getting, like, the ability to do a Game of Thrones thing. Like, mm. I feel like they should have tried some more, like, personal IPs or something. A lot of the articles I've seen about the company have basically said the higher-ups completely mismanaged that company. They apparently went through, it. like, a ridiculous amount of burnout. Uh, the, uh, yeah, like the leaving rate for that company was insanely high. They're also yeah. in like the Bay area and in, in San Francisco area, which means like rent is crazy expensive there. So I've seen a lot of reasons being like, yeah, it's not just one thing. It's a number of kind of decently sized big things that fuck them over. I totally believe it. Yeah. It's, it definitely seems like a higher up thing of like Game of Thrones is big. We need to get that license or the Batman thing is happening. So let's get that license. Oh. And the developers are kind of getting fucked in the process. 
Oh, apparently I'm wrong. Apparently uh, it is not The Walking Dead season that is being finished. That's canceled. It's Minecraft okay. story mode that's being completed. Okay, because they probably have a contract that they are legally need to. I'm but I, how would they not have that with Walking Dead though? Like that's a still a pretty big IP. It's it does seem weird. Maybe because Walking Dead isn't as big as it was. Like just straight up, and Minecraft is evergreen apparently. I guess so, that makes sense. Who knows? Anyways, that sucks. Uh, the people that always get hurt in the end are the employees. The like person just going in to code his nine to five and put food on the table. Because, yeah, such a fucking bummer. And we're going to end on that bummer and move Hooray! on to questions. <laughs> we previously reported a skeleton crew will remain behind to complete work on The Walking Dead final season. That information was inaccurate. Sources who wish to remain anonymous explained that there is a skeleton crew at Telltale, but they will be working on the Minecraft story mode project for Netflix. In fact, The Walking Dead team was also laid off today and The Walking Dead final season will not be completed. Too bad. Yikes. Weren't they... It wasn't episode two of that supposed to come out, like, next week? Or something crazy like that? I don't actually know. I, like, I feel like some of this is, like... I'm the type of person that made some of this happen. I haven't cared about Telltale for a long time. I haven't played any of their games, to be perfectly honest, except for, like, a little bit of Back to the Future. <laughs> you know what? I played a little bit of that, too, because it was free on PlayStation for a while. Yeah. So now here's the thing. They, I will say this about the company that they did that was nice, but most people wouldn't. Uh, Telltale, to get more reviews on their games, would actually give out to influencers, like, entire seasons for free. So actually, I have, like... yeah. Sean I have, like, and I have done that, actually, with Wolf Among Us back years ago. So. Yeah. So, like, I've gotten, like, Batman, I've got Walking Dead, a couple seasons, stuff like that. Just They just gave us the codes because we they wanted more press for it. You know, it's kind of weird, too. Because if there's one game that's based all around the story that could be ruined by watching somebody play it, it was there. <laughs> I know, which is so weird! It's. I think that's part of the mismanagement, if I'm going to be frank. And it's a bummer, because I have actually worked with their PR before. And they're very good. They were very good to deal with. But, like, maybe they shouldn't have been. <laughs> like, maybe that shouldn't have been a thing. I don't know. That Hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah, it says here, uh, episode two of season four, the final season, was to come out on the 25th. Jesus. So that was Tuesday. I don't know if that's still happening or not. I assume so, because like, they have to have got all the content made at this point. Do you remember they did a Jurassic Park game? Yeah, I remember. That was the first game I remember of theirs hearing that apparently it was awful. Yeah. Because I got yeah. that for sale uh, on <laughs> Xbox for like 10 bucks the entire season or something like that. Oh, man. A lot of people don't remember that one. But yeah. That was a thing. <laughs> yes, it sucked. Well, there you I go. I think I they just overextended themselves and uh, yeah. on top of everything else. Speaking of overextending themselves, we're going on to questions for the Hooray! last whatever. If you want to write in, you can do so at topdownperspective@gmail.com. Or the Discord group is, seems to be like the way people mostly do, so maybe join that and just like type it in there. Otherwise, you can tweet us at uh, TD. P podcast that's the twitter right yeah yeah 
that one's the only one that's different because on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash shopdown perspective. And of course, John's P.O. box. If you have anything. Oh, which reminds me, uh, I might not be able to find it on my desk here. But uh, remember when the trophy got sent and everything? Yeah. Apparently Mm -hmm. there was a follow-up letter that I got that I could not find that I magically found while I was going through storage this past week. Oh, let's catch up on it then. So this has no date on it, so I don't know when this was sent, but I assume it was just after the actual trophy arrived in the Game of the Year podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so explanation time. First of all, I hope that trophy has arrived and is in peak form. Surprisingly, it costs less without shipping for the four-foot trophy than it did for my SNES Classic. <laughs> I say I hope, since I got the pictures and the confirmation that my credit card was charged, didn't get confirmation that it was shipped. Fingers crossed. I would personally recommend you keeping the trophy and giving the medal to Sean, but it's your gift to do so whatever the fuck you want with it. It is still in the corner there. It is probably going into storage now, though, because I need the room. <laughs> Because, again, to reiterate... It's too this big. Thing, me sitting down now, the, the trophy's almost as tall as I am sitting down. Yeah, it's too big. You went it is, too it, big. It is like four feet. Yeah. Um, funny enough, my original plan was actually to give you 20 to 30 Undertale codes instead. So I started in October and contacted the support at the Undertale website, and they said that I couldn't purchase a bulk bundle of codes from them. I contacted every website that sold them, like Humble Bundle and Steam, even Sony for the PS4 version just in case, and they all said the same thing. Have the 20 to 30 people you were going to give the codes to bind individually and give them the money. We just can't give you bulk codes. I looked into ways to automate Humble Bundle purchase requests, but turns out that if you use the same credit card attached to multiple orders of the same game, they stop accepting it. So, yeah. if you're mad, so if you're mad that I sent you a trophy, be mad instead that the economy distracts the scarcity of game codes. Be mad at the economy. Okay, I just want to clarify, like, I know this is all a joke. I want to clarify the reason for that is to stop people from stealing credit cards, buying a bunch of those, and then selling them to, like, legit sites, or less legit sites like G2A to resell. That's actually why that That makes sense. Yeah. I hope you had a great Game of the Year podcast, depending on when you're reading this, and thanks again for making the show. My dumb efforts couldn't be highlighted without your willingness to put up with my memes every few weeks. All the Game of the Year stuff is, again, filled out with Undertale. The other side is actually pictures that he got of the trophy and the metal being produced. Okay. And then there was was a little uh, pad of paper here that says, Footnote, as payment for the trophy, complete one of three tasks or don't. I'm not your boss. Okay, what Uh, are the tasks? Watch 14 minutes of PTSD and then links to a YouTube video. Like, it's a physical link written down. Uh, Okay. An hour of a philosophical analysis of a Garfield comic and links to another YouTube video. Or an over seven hour analysis of Pokemon Omega Ruby and then links to a third YouTube video. PTSD it is. (laughs) (laughs) I actually want to see what the PTSD video in particular is. Okay. While you do that, I will read the first question from Corey, which is just wondering what your favorite tabletop game is and why clue yeah okay because it's clue yeah uh dungeons and dragons fifth edition because it is a good streamlined version of that game with a bunch of new stuff uh in an older way that game used to be written and stuff and it's just fun to play with friends it's also the hardest to schedule and do all that stuff but it's easily D&D. Do you have that 
PTSD. I found what PTSD was. Okay. It's a ROM hack video of, uh, from Raukow. So it's just, it's just a Mario ROM hack video. Okay. I'll watch that then. I will give you your payment. Blood for the blood God. Oh my God. It's one of the stages I made, but it's (laughs) (laughs) so I made like one stage. Wait, is that the invisible block one? Yeah. I remember you and I talked about that a long time ago. So I made that, and apparently someone put it in a ROM hack and gave it to Raukow, and he played it August 17th, 2017. I understand why it's called PTSD now. Okay. Cool. The seven-hour thing sounds ridiculous, by the way. I love how there's people in the chat just being like, can I have the Garfield link? Can I have the Omega Ruby link? Maybe, um... (laughs) I'll put it in the show notes, maybe. So, yeah. We, I will allow people to do that. Do you got the next one from Eduardo? Yep, give me one sec here. Uh, from yeah, no Eduardo, worries. we've got... What are some of the best games for someone who likes European culture? So, I read this ahead of time this week, and I still don't understand what the fuck he's talking about. Assassin's Creed 2... <laughs> I guess. Like, actually, no, a- no, I actually, probably The Getaway, because that takes place in, is it either Paris or London? Because there's very few, okay. like, main mainstream games that happen in, like, areas like London and Paris and stuff like that. Oh, in that case, GTA London 1969 or whatever. Yeah. Man, I really loved that game back in the day. I guess so. Like, so... He's not talking about, like, for somebody, like, European culture, like, European-made, necessarily, but, like, games that focus probably on European, like, cities or... Yeah. Whatever. Is there an Austin Powers game? Because probably... There are Austin Powers games, but they're not what you expect. There's Austin Powers Pinball. Okay. And then there's an Austin Powers uh, Day Planner game for the Game Boy Color. Follow-up, do you own either of those? Yes. Follow-up to that, have you ever played them on Cookie? Pinball, yes, uh, not the Day Planner. (laughs) Of course. Austin Powers Pinball would have come up at some point. Why not? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, I don't actually, like... I don't know how to answer this question still. I'm going to say just GTA London 1969. Or, what's that Assassin's Creed? You were actually right. Assassin's Creed Unity. 2. Oh, oh, Unity also, yeah. Also Unity, yeah. Second part of the question, what are some of the best power metal soundtracks, not counting Daisuke's music, which is the Guilty Gear soundtrack <laughs> is what they're referring to. Guilty That's Gear and power Blue. metal. Okay. Oh, soundtrack specifically. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Guitar Hero Metallica. Right? Yeah. Um They're probably all Japanese games. <laughs> like there's probably a platinum game with a really good one that I can't think of. Power metal soundtracks. I Mm. Does it count to say I really like 
the metal covers of the Undertale songs by Richard E.B. No, that's fair. That's, that's pretty good. Because he released a full album of them. Well, two full albums. There's the red and purple. End credits theme for Wolf in the Sign, too. Speaking of PTSD, thanks, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be my answer. Is probably yeah. the metal version of the Undertale soundtrack. All I can think of is weird stuff like Blood Dragon, Far Cry, Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. Those, yeah. Just, basically, anything Power Glove did, basically. Oh, fucking Doom. Like, the new Doom oh, has an amazing soundtrack. Oh, also that, yeah. Yeah. Probably that. Now that we I'm even said Wolfenstein 2, and we didn't even think of Doom. <laughs> I know. Ridiculous. Uh, Daragon says, I wanted to expand on the question asked earlier about game difficulty and the stigma about playing games below normal. I have reluctance to play... I have reluctance on playing games below normal due to personal experience from playing games on easy, then finding out that easier difficulty cut content. Two examples that come to mind are Little Samson and Cuphead. Little Samson, if you play on easy, the game ends early. You miss the entire last level and the boss. In Cuphead, if you play on easy, the fights skip phases of the boss of the boss and prevents progression to the last portion of the game unless you beat all bosses on normal. What are your thoughts about games like these that cut content? slash prevent progression based on difficulty this is a great point we didn't touch on <laughs> actually yeah a lot of a lot of games back in the day used to do that like anything konami put out during the super nintendo era you didn't get the real ending unless you beat the game on hard for example so even normal was considered too easy yeah i am a fan of this and the reason being is that i think difficulty should be in how you play the game and not just making something harder to kill, like Bullet Spongy. I think it should change how the thing is played. If you want an easier time through Cuphead, maybe you shouldn't be thrown into the part of the fight that turns into a giant bullet hell thing that's really fucking difficult. Yeah, like, but maybe... he's right, though. Like, you can't actually beat the game if you play it on easy. You have to go back and beat it on normal. Well, I mean, but, like... If you're playing on easy, you don't care, right? You just want that I experience. Get, no, you don't play a game on easy just to not get the ending. That's stupid. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Because I don't know. I I think you should just normal. I think you should get some sort of ending, even if the ending is literally, "Hey, so you did good, but try playing again on normal." Mm-hmm. Like I think at least yeah. you should get that. If like if the yeah, game is like, that's true. yeah, well you did great, but you didn't actually get any of the contracts, so go back and beat them on normal. Like that seems like a slap because I I can I can agree with hiding content behind on like expert and stuff like that. I'm mm -hmm. cool with there being like extra fights if you decide to up your difficulty. Mm -hmm. But I I don't like being like yeah you're not allowed to actually see the ending. Because you didn't play on normal plus. The thing is, is that the normal should be the normal experience. And then if you're making, if you're cutting the end just straight out, you're actually just cutting it. Like you're not, you're still not doing difficulty correctly, right? I like, think the other problem is that we're having, we might be having a slightly different discussion because. Maybe. We're, I'm talking about super short games, like hour or less to beat. I'm talking that, literally about the idea that, like, Cuphead, say a boss has three phases. Yeah. If you want an easier experience, maybe you shouldn't just, you should just not get phase three of that fight. It ends yeah, on no, phase, I, I agree with three. that. That's what I'm but, talking about. Yeah, but, like, the problem with Cuphead is you do that, you get an easier experience, 
but you're literally limited. You cannot finish the game. Right. That's a failure on their part, though. Yeah. Like, if if sure. the game let you still finish the game despite that, but gave mm-hmm. you like a mark on your file or something showing that you did it on easy, that's that's perfect. That's I mean, perfect. That's uh, that's the way a decently designed game does it, though. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe Cuphead's a bad example because like. Even though I think the way they do an easier boss fight properly, the fact that they just don't do the ending properly on easy, like, negates it. (laughs) It's just kind of badly designed that way in general. But, like, yeah, like, if you want an easier experience, you should have that. But if, like, I think the game has to legitimately change in a way that makes it easier and it doesn't just make it that, like, every shot... Like, if you're playing a first-person shooter, counts as a headshot or something. Like, it shouldn't... I don't know. I just don't like the idea of just turning numbers up or down for difficulty. I like when the actual design and mechanics reflect it. Mm. More than anything. Yeah, but I think the original discussion here is about not getting the ending, which to me, I hate that. It's lazy. Like, that's the problem with it, is that when you're just cutting content, that's just lazy. Yeah. I agree. All right. Next question comes to us from VGC Kenny. Recently designed for the box art for Kingdom Hearts 3 showed up, and to me, it is probably one of the best box arts ever. But that's only because I've been in on Kingdom Hearts since basically the beginning. It still looks good aesthetically, but everything that has led to this point makes this all better. What other games, presumably sequels, but I guess there are exceptions to everything, have a box art or moment that featured that it made it was made better by an outside emotional context? See, I feel bad because I'm just like, eh. <laughs> They could have done sure. better. I honestly looked at that box art and I'm like, I think I like twos better. <laughs> so, okay. The first thing that just came to mind, I don't even know if this like fits in what he means, but like the box art for Final Fantasy X doesn't make any sense or have any emotional resonance at all until you know what the context of that part that they're showing is with them in the water. <laughs> like mm. that's... Because, like, that part is a pretty exposition-heavy, kind of, like, well, that's sad, (laughs) like, part. And it just doesn't have any weight at all until you know what that part is. The image just looks like a girl crying in water or whatever. Or, like, for that version of the cover, I'm saying, because there's the other stuff that is just Titus, I think, standing there like an idiot. Um... I'm trying to think of like, ugh, I'm trying to think of more covers that are just like, you need the context of what's happening for it to really make more sense. Because yeah, I looked at like that cover art that he linked there for uh, Kingdom Hearts, and I thought like it was kind of neat looking, but I don't understand what's going on in that scene, like what that is. So maybe I'm missing out. I don't know. Is there, like, something to do with the Big Ben or that, like, clock tower or whatever they're looking at? Um, the Big Ben has 13 numbers on it, which is one thing. So, Organization 13. Oh, I didn't I think, even I notice think, that. I think it's more so the fact that, like, all the characters that led up to this point are on the on the tower looking at it. So, this hmm. is more emotional resonance. I don't know. I, I feel like my problem is I played them so much recently, and I know half of them are just literally copy paste box arts from the other ones and that's i think is what bothers me more than anything i think they could have done better okay i don't know but i don't know what to suggest that would make it better that's my issue right now sure 
I also think the problem with a lot of box art is that they show the main protagonist or character at a three-quarter angle with chin down, eyes up. <laughs> so <laughs> the context is character is a badass, I guess, for most covers now. Uh, you don't get many, like, with a cool scene representing, like, a thing that you've been working towards anymore. So it's pretty hard for me to think of one anyway. Especially because I play a lot of PC games, which are just, like, usually digital downloads in general. Uh, moving on, Conqueror says, Do you think Microsoft will ever put the rest of the Halo games on PC, or are they too short-sighted to realize the profits again? Uh, I think it might be too short-sighted to say that they're going to gain profits from doing that. I agree. I feel Not like <laughs> if they were, if they would have made the money, they would have done it already. I feel like they just want a reason to sell an Xbox. Also, isn't Master Chief Collection already available on PC, meaning that they're already there? I don't actually know. It might be. I guess that's something we could just quickly look up. But yeah, I mean, like, for me, I really think they're just like, yo, if you buy an Xbox, this is where you get Halo. <laughs> like because they don't have many other exclusives okay no they have not put this on pc yet so that's the thing okay okay sure and the other thing you have to keep in mind is they have to re if they do that they probably want to remaster it so it's more worth it to people and that is definitely more money and yeah. i feel like i <laughs> so here's the thing i've i feel like i've been having this discussion recently with a bunch of people about how i feel about microsoft and xbox's direction right now uh-huh they feel like they don't know what they're doing anymore Because, like, I feel like there's... I've had a lot of people I've talked to lately been like, there's no reason to buy an Xbox, and I don't have a retort for that. There's really not at the moment. Like... I mean, Halo. You, you, you know, but we don't have any semblance of a release yeah. date for that. Infinite's probably yeah. not coming out till next year. I'm a big Gears fan, but, like, there's no Gears this year except for, like, that Funko Pop shit. And I think <laughs> oh, yeah. that is also next year. Yeah. Um it's just like it's really hard to sell right now because like there's no there's not enough exclusives to push it versus sony and i i struggle with that because like i i've had like an xbox live account ever since it existed like i've i've been pro microsoft for a while but like dude with the all the crackdown delays and with like some like their sea of thieves not hitting as well as they hoped and like a bunch of other stuff like this feels like a super lackluster year for Microsoft in general like I feel like they're just kind of trying to figure out what the hell they want to do right now yeah yeah and also the fact that like when you yeah. buy an exclusive for their system you also just straight up get it for PC it almost feels like they are trying to phase out Xbox which is why that the Xbox One X was super confusing because why would you want to phase it out if you're still making high-end dedicated yeah. hardware for it? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, on the other side of that, I'm super stoked with Microsoft recently because I don't have to buy their console. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's fucking weird what they're doing. Like, it's super weird. Because they're like, we're releasing the new update to the, our console. It's so much better. Also, every game will be released on every other platform. It's like, wait, what? Yeah, like, why? 
Oh, I love it. Like here, let me put this in perspective. Usually you can tell how much I'm into a system based on how many games, physical games I own for the system. Yeah. That's that's been my marker for a lot of people or like for myself and for other people. Yeah. Like for physically for Switch, I own 66 games, which is pretty good for a game system's been out like a year and a half. That's very good. Yeah. yeah. Uh Xbox One, which I got like six months after launch, maybe. Like I got it close to launch. 44 games physically. PlayStation yeah. 4, which I did the exact same thing for, waited a, actually no, I think I might have got that at launch. And that's why I held off on the Xbox launch because of that. 117 mm. physical games. Oh my god. Yeah, like <laughs> it's a big discrepancy right now. Like Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want I want to be in Microsoft's corner, but like I can't. I really can't. Yeah. I And it's weird too because like they're big stuff that generally like if this was another year where they were quote unquote winning or whatever. Yeah. I think we are having a different discussion of all oh, men, I need to get in X so I can play the new Forza instead of yeah. just like waiting for it to come for free on Game Pass? <laughs> like, yeah. on PC? Like, like I said, they're doing so many weird things. Like, Game Pass yeah. is cool, because they know they need to play catch-up. So yeah. that's what one cool thing I think they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, when's the next big X- Xbox exclusive? Is it is it Gears 5? Is it Funko Pop Gears? Halo Infinite doesn't have a date. Like, yeah. Crackdown 3 is February, supposedly. Hopefully, yeah. 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 I don't know, man. I, I think this year is going to be, like, the last year like this. Like, I feel like if next year's E3 is in, like, here's everything that we have coming this next year, they're, 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 just, they're just done with it. They say they're working on yeah. the next Xbox. I don't feel confident about that. I don't think it's going to get farther than they want it to unless unless there's a big, big catch with it. Yeah. I think it's just a sign of the times that we're even having this discussion about Microsoft, of all people. Yeah, I mean, well, they're always going to have money because they always have Windows. Sure, But, like, I could not have foreseen this discussion, like, ten years ago with mm. Microsoft. <laughs> no, so. the discussion we would have had ten years ago with Microsoft is like, oh, man, they must be losing money from having to replace all those red-ringed Xboxes. <laughs> but I'm still going to buy one. Yeah. Like, that, that would be the discussion, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Xbox 360 is the only system I've ever bought three times. <laughs> for better or worse. <laughs> so, take that for what it's worth, I guess. Oh, man, someone mentioned that they guess they have Battletoads coming. No, that's still 2019. That's still potentially past uh, Crackdown 3. Like, as far as I can tell, that's their next big AAA game, unless, like, Halo Infinite drops out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, I do want to address something that Linebeck is saying. Looking at the PS Now thing, it seems it doesn't apply to PS3 games. That's true. I actually did skirt over that. It's PS2 and PS4 only, which is scummy. Mm. Because they expect people to still have their PlayStation 3 hooked up for that shit. Which is shitty. I don't like that at all. But yeah, good catch. Oh, uh, where are we on this list here? <laughs> I actually <laughs> scrolled up and I... Uh, that was Conqueror. Yeah. Uh, so they actually answered the question of, do you think they'll ever put the rest of the Halo games on PC? Uh, no. 
Yeah, I don't R- think so. Rumor either. has it they might put Halo 3 on there. Mm-hmm. I agree. Masterman7 says, Random question, what real or fictional sport would you like to be added to the Olympics? You can make up your own stipulations as to what constitutes a sport as long as it is playable. My answer for the real sport part is frisbee golf or disc golf because it's quite fun to play, though it can get real competitive sometimes. Nevertheless, I'm enti- not entirely sure if it has already been approved for Tokyo 2020 or not. If that's the case, then I'd go with Extreme Soccer, a.k.a. the one played in Mario Strikers <laughs> Charged. I wonder how many people could die playing it. Electrocution might be a problem. Yeah. Le- legitimately, I want them to do... I-, I feel bad. This is like a shot at Sean, but it's not. Yeah. But uh, I want I them was... to put actual Quidditch in the Olympics. Totally. I was Because I same. want to see these like highly trained athletes with, like, trying tails. to do this while with a straight face. Yeah, totally. No, I'm totally with you. And also, it would actually be kind of intense in some spots, I think. Also which that. Is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a good answer. Uh, it's actually where my brain first went. Um, <laughs> what else, though? Like, frisbee golf or disc golf or whatever is a good one. That's a good idea. Something dumb like cornhole or, like, hacky sack would be hilarious, Oh, dude. man. Yeah, just yeah. get the California games in there. You know what? I, you know what I would legitimately like to see in the Olympics, like the X Games. That like would ex- actually be extreme cool. Extreme sk- like skateboarding, half pipes, BMX tracks. That would be awesome. Okay, hear me out. All right. What if we start talking esports? Ooh. <laughs> like maybe not like part of like the main stage stuff, but like something that could be happening as part of the Olympics. Because the reason being is that when you have esports and this is something Overwatch is kind of breaking away from, you have just, like, a group of people from wherever. Like, what if you're playing Overwatch with Team Canada instead of, like, San Francisco or whatever, or Team USA? I just think it would be neat to have the best, like, esports players from a single country all on one team together. Here's the thing. Once VR gets, like, widely accepted enough, that'll definitely happen. I think there'll be something for sure, right? Yeah. Uh, real or fictional sports? Otherwise, um, the Running Man. That's <laughs> I want to see. <laughs> I might just watch the Running Man later. <laughs> oh fuck! Now I want to watch the Running Man. Oh man, uh, we, my movie we'll night's gonna start. My movie night starts immediately after this podcast is over. I'm gonna go watch oh, does Clue. It? Yeah, Clue and Power Rangers in space. That's that's tonight. Yo, you should change it to The Running Man, though. <laughs> <laughs> a little too late for that. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, well, in that case, let's get you on the way with the last question here. The Baxler asks, what are some games that you thoroughly enjoyed playing? And you are really glad you played it. But for some reason, you would not play it again for a long, long time or possibly even ever again. And what is that reason? Anytime I feel like that about a game, it's either because it was way too long, but, like, the story was really good. So, like, let's say Persona 5. I loved it, but I would never play that again. Sure, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oracle, yeah, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Sure. Uh, um, Yeah, really, any game that's just, like, disgustingly long. Any of the Pacross games after I beat them, I would not play, play another one for a long time. Like I think literally it's just the length if the length of the game is too long that is my my limiter. 
I think it's if it's a story focused thing because once I have that story, it's not going to hit that like new thing again. Also, that yeah. Specifically, if it doesn't have like a good mechanic along with it, like I would probably play Near again. And in fact, I have played that game multiple times technically because of like the different endings and whatnot. Uh, but it mechanically was like enough to be interesting to replay it again. Uh, I guess in this case, like Telltale games, I never wanted to replay again. I never cared about what the other answers would get me or any of that stuff. I've never been that person to be like, I want to see what all the like different options are because I don't care. Like, I just want to experience it my way and then talk about it with other people. That's how I find those fun. Uh, a lot of old JRPGs the same way. Like, I tried playing through Final Fantasy X again, like, probably two years ago, or whenever they release that remaster, maybe three now. And, like, I couldn't do it. I got to a point where I was just like, I can't, I know how long this game is still, and I can't do it. Like, I just can't. Uh, even though I really liked that game. And the same with Final Fantasy VII. There's been multiple times where I've started it up, got to a certain part, and just been like, I feel like I've got my fill, like, for another, like, five years or ten years or whatever. So, yeah, I think I'm with you. We're just long RPGs in general are the yeah. answer for me. Okay, that is it for questions. And if you want to write in again, that's topdownperspective at gmail.com, TDP podcast on Twitter, John's P.O. Box, the Discord group, and facebook.com slash topdownperspective. Let's do games of the week. Uh, Probably Spider-Man. I'm going to change it up and say Risk of Rain rekindling of the flame this week mm -hmm. for me uh some housekeeping tdp plus game vote for october is live if you are a patreon first of all thank you very much but second go vote that is your privilege use your privilege go vote for what game we're going to be playing democracy it up <laughs> yeah exactly the games on the docket this month are between minute uh, Dust and Elysian Tale and The Long Reach. So, yeah. Go check that out. I also want to plug one thing I'm doing next week. I am being part of a sponsored event stream to preview Magic the Gathering Arena's open beta and the new Guilds of Ravnica set coming out on Wednesday. So if you are a Nighthawk and want something to watch on Twitch at about what is it about midnight hour time so that is 11 p.m starting pacific time watch some card games hang out and uh, yeah be doing that for a long time that night so that should be interesting uh also a little more housekeeping this is my last podcast for a couple weeks because next week i'm getting married and then the week after that i'm gone on my honeymoon so i'm gonna be podcast away from the podcast until uh, I think we said we were going to have me on the 12th or something like that. That sounds yeah, right. About halfway so, through. Uh, yeah, so I'll probably see October. you guys October 12th, and then I may that may be my last one for another, like, two, three weeks. We'll see. Lots yeah. of stuff going on in October. Yeah. Uh, a lot of games coming out in October, too, which is crazy as well. That I won't be able to play. More housekeeping. Next week, Sean and I will be doing our talk on uh, Shadow Dragon on Fire Emblem. I think. I didn't actually yeah. confirm with him if he's available. <laughs> I won't be on that because, again, previously Married. mentioned. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But yeah, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We're done for this week. 
and we will say goodbye to John for a few weeks as well. And we'll Sean and I will be back next week. So thanks for listening and see you next time. Bye everybody. <laughs>